0: Welcome to Barbell Buddha Rediscovered Episode 7. Welcome Failure. Got a juicy little nugget pulled up for you from Chris today about failure. What a heavy topic and subject for all of us. Damn, it sucks to fail, Uh, but Chris is going to get on the microphone later and tell us why maybe it doesn't suck as bad as we think it does. Before I get started, I want to throw a couple of plugs in If you love what we're doing so far, you can support the show in a couple of ways. You can go on either Stitcher or iTunes, rate us five stars, leave a kind comment. It will help us get found by other folks and help us achieve our goals this year. You can follow us on Instagram, Brooks Meadows, or at Barbell Buddha Rediscovered. You can also follow Miss Janie Moore at Barbell Mama, the, the Barbell Mama. She also has a wonderful new photography uh, business getting started. If you'd love to support her, you can follow her on Instagram at Janie Moore Photo. Head on over to BarbellBuddha.com. Grab a book, grab a mug, grab a shirt, maybe bundle them together. Support a great family, support a great cause, and help share the message of Chris. So, here we are. Episode 7. Man, he hits us with some heavy stuff right out of the gate, um, talking about failure. I, uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, lately, my, uh, my world has been filled with a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear of failing. And uh, now that I've been working on this podcast, uh, I've made a commitment to share openly and let you guys know what I'm going through. And um, it's been challenging lately. The, the, the gym is about nine months old, Recess. And just like any new venture, it's definitely come with its challenges and its successes, and um, with uncertainty as it is in any business venture, I have been really feeling the fear of failing and failing publicly. Um, I really take what I do very seriously, sometimes to a fault. And so failing is not something that I really enjoy doing, to say the least. But Chris comes in right on time to deliver a message that I needed to hear right now. Thank you, Chris. As always, you have a very amazing tendency for doing that about failure. So instead of me going off on a ramble and a rant about ways that I failed in the past or the way that it showed up, I'm just going to go ahead and kick it to Chris. He starts with a couple of stories about failing both in his application of job pursuits to become a Ph.D. student, as well as a football player at the University of Memphis, not paying attention on the sideline, getting called into the game, and failing very, very publicly in front of tens of thousands of fans. So I'm just going to pass it to him. Let's see what you got to say. Take it away, dude. I've come to view failure
1: a little differently than probably... Well, certainly different than I've viewed it at these time points, particularly that PhD interview, but really more so now, And that I realize that you know, if these things don't happen, if I go out there and play perfectly well and I don't accumulate these, these stories of frustration, loss, and embarrassment, let's say I got into that PhD program, <clears throat> I can look back and say, wow, my life will be really different, and it will be different in a lot of bad ways. You know, I didn't want to really, in hindsight, be a professor. I didn't want to live that lifestyle. I didn't want to sit into a lab or go to a lab every morning and study the same thing day in and day out for the next fucking 30 years. You know, I didn't want to resign myself to such a fate. I did at the time, but looking back, it would have been terrible. So what was that lesson, man? What was, you know, this guy came into my life and basically this 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 chairman of this PhD program in this department, he came into my life and just fucking blew it up. I had worked so hard just for a shot at a program like this. You know, putting in eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours, 11 hours a day, six days a week for like four or five years, just throwing my life into that lab and let it burn to fuel the thing. Having nothing else to fall back on outside the bar. Not the, not the bar where you drink tequila, the barbell. That was just my life. And this guy came into it and just sort of blew it up. He knocked me far off trajectory. Um, he just destroyed me uh, acutely. I just didn't know what I was going to do. And, he, and But like, I'm, like, like I said earlier, I think it was sort of righteous and timely, and you know, I'm sure he just thought I was an idiot, but he, he seemed to be executing a, a plan that I couldn't see. So. It, that event, with a with a few other just sort of frustrations, made me really reconsider the direction I was going and what I was chasing, and and why I was chasing it, and why I wanted it. You know, sitting in the wreckage of this dream I had, I said, you know what? I kind of took a step back and sort of let the pain slowly subside, and I asked myself, you know, what really went wrong here was. Is this guy wrong for shooting down my dream, or am I the wrong one for allowing myself to sort of run down this path without really taking the time to consider what it was I was doing? You know, that that distance, that acute pain, the frustration, it really gives you an opportunity to step back and say, look, what, who, who is at fault here? It could be me. When you do take a step back and you realize that the failure and the, the pain of it is actually not, not a terrible thing. You start getting cleared around, okay, well, I, I see that now this failure is really nothing more than, like, uh, you know, my liberator. Um, it sucks that you had to be sort of shot out of the cannon to get over the prison wall, and that's not a very pleasurable experience, and you, you land hard, but, you know, by the end of it, you're free. On the other side of that wall, you have all these infinite possibilities and potential courses you can now take. Now, Nothing that, that keeps you from messing up again, but you're you're closer to right than you were before you needed this thing to come in and just destroy you so it became really interesting when i started thinking about that the, the issue of failure in that context uh, it became apparent that you know we make all kinds of assumptions i mean you can try your best to root out every assumption you make during the day you're still making so many broad leaps and you're overlooking so many critical details and you're wrong about so much shit it's scary and if you want to test that just you know, download a little uh, attention quiz. Like you read that little paragraph and like a little puzzle where they, they they lay little cues and ask you questions. Is it true that X Y Z happened? You're, you're, it's amazing how many connections your brain rapidly makes, uh, and assumptions and, and and jumps it makes just to save you time and make your world a little more manageable. But you miss so much in that. It takes constant attention. So so here's a situation where failure comes in as a great teacher. It's hard. It's embarrassing. It's frustrating as hell but it really does knock you right on your ass. And it's odd that that pain and that, that experience ends up being what sets you free and puts you on a better path. I think most people would probably prefer to have a path that's much easier. You know, like they they pick something right out of school, something to pursue. You know, They pick a sport, they, they do this, that, and the other. The first time they make a plan, it, it comes together perfectly. So they go, hell, it you know, worked, I'll stick with this. They get a comfortable job. They get married to somebody they they think is just fine. They have kids that are cute enough, and you know the apple of their eye. I guess they live the suburban existence. They basically execute this predetermined life, like circumstance that worked out favorable to them, ended up you know locking them into a the first possible path, the the most boring path, the least interesting path, the path of least resistance that. That basically only produces fucking boring suburban white dudes <laughs> and people you don't want to fucking get stuck talking to at a dinner party. You know, I I am terrified at the idea of becoming that kind of not, not that there's anything terribly wrong with, it, but I never I don't I don't want to pick the easiest possible path. I don't want to go without this pain and frustration. Uh, and I think now looking back on these experiences and these opportunities that have come out of all this failure I experienced when I was younger. And I realize that really you have to embrace those times when shit gets really complicated, and you fail, and you get rejected, and you get hurt really bad. I mean, you gotta realize that your your interpretation of failure is a fucking assumption. I'll let that give that a minute to, to soak in. You're trained to feel like it's a bad thing, and you go, "Oh, I don't want to have something painful happen." You know, it's just like touching fire, only sort of figurative version of that. Like, I don't want to go through you know the flashing fire that will sort of singe me clean like why do that when i can just go down this fucking easy path but that's not really that's not really the way it works so that's my, my that's my take on failure and why when it happens to you cuz it should, probably should it's 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 a sign of a positive breakdown your plan didn't hold up it broke down and now you're lucky enough to have the opportunity to do something cooler with your life with your precious time you're floating through space on this gigantic fucking rock that vibrates and hums and is sitting suspended in this vacuum chamber, and you've got, you know, if you're lucky, you've got 70, 80 years. You want to spend it doing the easiest thing possible? I mean, really, man? <laughs> you want to spend that time having boring, boring dinner conversations with other boring fucking people who also took the easiest path in life? You know, or when they failed, they just got paralyzed. They didn't do what you should do and just pick yourself up and reassemble the pieces and fucking get back to walking. I don't want, I don't want that, man. I want to, if I'm going to do something while I'm here, it's going to be the best I can manage. And you can accomplish the best you can manage when you fucking get in a real situation where shit hurts. You know, and you, you don't always win. You get beaten down. That's how you appreciate what you've got. Do not shy away from that.
0: <sighs> do not shy away from that. Those last few words right there were exactly what I needed to hear. Because man, I'm not gonna lie to you. When I feel that discomfort of of possible failure, when I feel that discomfort of fear, man, I I really want to lean out. Um, and, and it's that continual practice of choosing to lean back in, man. And it and it and it sucks sometimes, but the idea that we don't. We don't have to uh, experience that, or that's something that, in, in in some way, is bad. Like Chris is calling us out on that right now. Um, failure is part of the process. I reflect on on a couple of other times in my life where, like, I saw I saw the failure as something that was crippling and crushing, but ended up setting me free. When I was I don't know mid twenties, I I was I was just getting into coaching, and it was new and fresh and exciting, and I knew that I just wanted to coach so bad. I was in a long-distance relationship. We had made big plans. She had lived in she were she was living in South Korea. I had lived there before. We were gonna move to to Europe together, and I was already reaching out to coaches and. And I I, I had a job that everybody here, uh, my family, my friends, uh, by all accounts, it was a a fantastic job, a fantastic connection. And it was the career path that a lot of people that were close to me and and that care about me wanted for me. But I just, I knew that I wanted to take this risk and I wanted to go for it. I wanted to go for it with my relationship. I wanted to go for it with my coaching. And so I made this big proclamation that I was going to do all these things. I sold all my stuff. I let go of my job, I told my parents that I wouldn't see them probably for for several years on this path and I took off and I made it all the way to South Korea, was supposed to spend three months there and we were going to move and about 10 days into the experience the relationship fell apart and it was uh, like the world was crashing around me. I had no idea what to do, I didn't know where to start. I was embarrassed as as hell. I had just made all these huge gigantic proclamations and now here they were like blowing up in my face and I felt like a failure. Um, But like Chris said, it's that that fire that tends to singe us clean of all the things that we we thought we needed but aren't a part of who we're supposed to be. Um, I was fortunate that just on the other side of this crippling crushing failure um, I ended up getting my dream job. I became a coach for one of the best CrossFit gyms in the world. I was getting paid a full-time salary, and I realized that that failure, that loss, that thing that I thought I did not want, the thing if you had told me, what's the one thing in this world that you do not want to happen? If I hadn't had gone through that, I don't come out singed clean and I don't make the connections that I make at the gym, which means I don't end up back in the States as when I do, which means I don't open a gym, which means I don't move into education, which means I don't move into the profession that I'm in now, the relationship that I'm in now. I'm engaged. We're going to get married in October. And and so like I look back on all these times as, as, as reminders that that failure, the thing that you think that you don't want the most, Um, When it happens, it's usually for the best. But sometimes we forget. We fall back asleep. We need somebody to jump in and wake us the fuck up. And like a good friend, Chris is always there. This episode was really important to me because um, I have been experiencing this fear. I'm afraid that if this thing doesn't work out or I can't make that next step or I can't close that next sale, that I'm going to fail and fail publicly and I can lose what I believe to be the most important things in my life. But we choose to act in accordance with what we believe is the best thing for us. That's great. We need to walk each step believing that what we're doing is right. But we also need to accept that if things blow up, and we don't get the thing that we believe that is the most important thing for us, it doesn't mean that it's the worst thing. We can channel failure into something much, much greater. And I think learning to see that failure as a friend, Chris even wrote it in the the title. It's not welcome failure like command, it's welcome comma failure. Failure as if it's its own entity or being. Welcome, like thank you for coming into our lives, like thank you for putting us back on the course. You know, thank you for making those wild adjustments when we get too far out of whack. We see that we see this discomfort as some the sign that something is wrong, um, and Chris is here to remind us again that 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 just means that something is right. And I I, I don't know, man. I I've had a it's been a hard time wrapping my brain around this lately because. Um, feelings are are so real Um, we feel them so deeply and and sitting in that discomfort if it's looming for not just days but what about weeks and months what happens when we feel this for for long stretches of our time does that mean that that something is that something is wrong maybe but maybe it's just there to like open a window to a new idea something that we never saw coming and so When I close this podcast down and I go back to doing my thing and when you finish this podcast and you go back to doing yours, um, if if you're going through a time that feels like a big failure or if you are experiencing fear about going through that and you want to talk to somebody, message me on Instagram, Barbell Buddha Rediscovered or Brooks Meadows. If you want to talk about it, I do too, man, or girl. Lady, woman, whoever you are out there, if you're worried about failure, let's lean back in on Chris's words. Remember, Chris failed so many times. And where we are right now in his story, he's in no way a finished product. In fact, he understands that there's no such thing. He, he understood this then. And I, I don't have any reason to believe that a lot of the success that, that came after this episode was due to him really locking this in in, in, his, in his psyche and in his emotional spectrum. Um, being able to embrace failure as this, um, as this good thing in our life, um, it's not easy to do that. And I'm sure it wasn't easy for Chris, but practice is something that we have to use consistently Um, We don't just introduce a new idea into our life and it's like, "Mm, snap, we got it. What happens is we mess up, we get back on the train. We mess up, we fall off, we get back on. Strength training, you have to come off the training cycle for a little bit, You, you step off, you ramp back up, you keep on going. If you experience a challenge in your finances or in your relationships, sometimes the best results are the times that we get knocked down We pick our souls back up, we take a big, deep breath, and we choose to keep going. So if you're out there and you're struggling, just know you can make that choice to keep going. I encourage you to do that. That's it for this week. Keeping it short, sweet. I hope you got something out of this, like I mentioned before. If you'd love to support the show, if you'd love to support The Moors, barbellbuddha.com to buy any sort of books or mugs or shirts. You can bundle them together. You can rate us five stars on either iTunes or Stitcher. You can give us a follow. You can always reach out to us online. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks a lot.